recently read a quote. It was from uh, General John Hyten. And what he was talking about is about accepting risk. And this is actually in reference to spaceflight, which happens to be the industry I'm in. And it says, we've lost the ability to go fast, to test, and to fail. It says, we tie the hands of our engineers because if it doesn't work, it's on the front page of the newspaper. We have got to get back to where we accept risk. And you know what I was thinking about when I was reading this is that people love to make decision uh, and make decisions by consensus because that's the same thing as not accepting any risk, right, personally. And we as a manager or as the decision maker um, like to put that on everyone rather than taking that risk themselves. And it's the same thing kind of as I see it as um, a rudderless boat, right? I think we as the managers have to be the ones who steer the ship. And the closer we are to a firm hand at that till or, or at driving the boat, is sometimes the better we are at, at you know, showing the team where we got to go. And, you know, that doesn't mean we, we do it all in a dictatorial kind of way, but man, whenever we sit there and, and try and make every decision by consensus, the slower the team moves, the less risk we take, and sometimes the less innovative we are. And what I find is that it's our jobs as leaders to be willing to accept risk where it's prudent, to change course if we've made poor decisions, and to listen, encourage dissent amongst our people, right? Tell us when we're making stupid mm-hmm. decisions and, and have it not be, oh God, how dare you speak to us that way? Mm-hmm. And demonstrate that we're willing to change our mind when we've made a dumb decision. But be willing to fail, to move forward, and do the things we gotta go do. And uh, that's something that's been on my mind. Welcome to Bear Leadership. This is Johnny Wynn, artist, adventurer, student of leadership. And I'm Jeremy, I'm a project manager and full-time father. That is an interesting topic, Jeremy. I mean, there's like a whole spectrum of personalities out there, and it does feel like, um, at least what we're seeing is that the trend is like leading by consensus to a degree, right? Like, I'm unwilling and I'm a little hesitant to make this decision because I'm not sure if I want to take the accountability. Is that where it's coming from? You know, like you just don't want to take the responsibility and like in case things go wrong, oh crap, it's going to be on me. I mean, I get that at home, right? You know, my wife, (laughs) hey, you know, she can make all the decisions. But when we are in an expensive test environment or we're trying to do something new and great, I feel like somebody's got to step up and be the leader, you know? It's okay to make some decisions. And why are people hesitant, you think? Like, where is this coming from? Is it just being modeled by other leaders? And they're like, oh, okay, well, that person's a little, you know, hesitant. So I guess I'll be a little hesitant too. Or I think people, in a lot of cases, yeah. just like you said, are scared to be accountable. Um, so I was raised by a Marine. And mm-hmm. so maybe I have a, a very infantry-like mentality. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in my view of, of leadership is if you're in charge, right, you're the guy who steps up and takes responsibility and if your team's successful, you're the first guy to step back and give that guy, you know, give that team the limelight. 
knowing you did something right. Um, so, but, so I guess it's the cultural thing, the, the whole environment of the whole situation. It's not just that one setting. It's let's say you made a bad decision. How did the the organization, the system, your dad, whatever, deal with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you've learned over time that, oh, I'm just going to get beat up when I make a wrong decision and there's no penalty for slowing down, I'll just slow down and uh, take my time with this thing. You know, so what's the penalty and what's the reward, I guess, at the end of the day? Yeah. I've tried, I've listened, I've understood, I've tried communicating back to them. Hey, I, I get your point, but I think this is still going to be the direction the team or the organization still needs to go with. So we move out knowing there's one or two people not too happy with it or not totally on board. Right? How many times can you do that consistently, though? You know what I'm saying? So, so that's one of the things I think's really, I, really it, important about creating in the culture, right? If you have a culture where creating dissent is okay and it's encouraged, yeah. where where someone has dissent, where you don't wait three months and it's got to go through 25 boards before it makes it to the final decision maker, where you say, "Hey, mm-hmm. this guy or gal doesn't agree with you," and they raise it right up, and and so you know the ultimate decision maker knows about that right away. Well, okay, right? The decision's made in the light of day. You get your voice heard. You at least are heard and understand and hear the rationale why the decision isn't made. Mm-hmm. And you can move on. Instead, our current you know, current processes in most big behemoth bureaucratic organizations, you have to go through three board processes, a reclama process, and it is way more pain than it is ever worth. And you struggle and are frustrated for three months before you ever get your voice heard. And at that point, you've been watered down by every manager in between. Yeah. So, so culture. Yeah. Is where it's at. So we got. Yeah, I guess I could have just said that, Johnny. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, about sorry, that. man. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll get to the point quicker. <laughs> um, Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. actually wrote mm-hmm. a piece on this not that long ago, and he was talking about not only in Amazon but in some of his companies like Blue Origin, and and one of the the cultural traits that he sets is for expedited dissent, right? Mm-hmm. He wants to know right away what's going to happen, and then, boom, we're going to make a decision and move on. Um, you know, Whereas at other organizations, there's long, drawn-out processes for these things. What, what I found in my own career and mm-hmm. in my own life is that if we do not have quick decision-making processes, what we have is we have a boat that is just without a rudder. And so we can spend countless amounts of money and time and and so like for example i went in and took over a test facility there were nine people all at the same level yep. all making all with decision making authority at the exact same you know stage yeah how confusing is that so you know yeah. what happened not a single decision was being made yeah because you're looking at the other person like hey how about you make that decision i'm not sure if i want to make that one and and so the first thing i did yeah. was i collapsed all their authority I established a, you know, Man, a single... this sounds like Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> Holy yeah. cow. So I chopped off another guy's head and we squashed it like a watermelon. It was awful. Blood <laughs> everywhere. No. So, um, so, so, you know, but we, we collapsed the authority structure. You yeah, made yeah. a single, single entity in charge, right? And then you said, okay, we're having a seven o'clock meeting. We're going to make that decision every single day. And, and then, you know, any, any budget decisions, boom, 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 mm-hmm. started making them right away. And we quadrupled the amount of testing being done and, and started yeah. getting stuff out the door. So, so here's an element maybe that's been holding people back from this one. I, I know I question it too within myself. It's like, it's okay to be disliked to a degree, right? It's like... I'm really good at that. <laughs> really you, good at it. I knew you were going to say something about that about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but trust me, you're, you're well liked, okay? But like, I don't think people can handle that. 
And that's the thing. Like, everybody wants to be liked, right? So if I move on to the decision knowing that these two or three people are not going to like me or like the decision I've made, it's like, oh, I don't want that to happen. I have to live with them. They're my cute mate right next door to me or my office next door. You know, like it. So I... You know, it's all spectrums kinds of people out there, so... Yeah. I mean, to me, right, it's all about communicating the mission and the vision. Mm-hmm. No decision I've ever made is wanting to hurt anybody or anything like that. But it's all in the name of the mission and the vision. Mm-hmm. And so if I believe in, in that, then it's, it's relatively easy to communicate that to people. And so I sit down with them. I explain what we're doing. And, and I let them know that I'm going to do everything I can to protect them. But here's why we're doing what we're doing and get on board. But, you know, I also lead from the front, mm-hmm. which is I'm right there with them that 12 hours a day. Yep. You know, they walk out the door going by my office and I wave to them as they leave. That's a long day for you, man. But that's what we got to do, right? Yeah. You know, don't, don't play your card so close to your chest. Explain what it is you're doing. Give yeah, them yeah. the vision. It's the intent. Give them the mission yeah. and, and help them buy into it, right? You know, if there is... A reason for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Give them that. Express that to them. Because if you're passionate about it, they'll be passionate about it. If you're not, you know, yeah, yeah. it's tough to expect the same from them. <clears throat> I, I I think it relates. I was one of my favorite TV shows, Battlestar Galactica. You ever watched that? Oh, this is going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. I, yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't really want to admit that. <laughs> uh, was it uh, Admiral Adam? I forgot what episode it was now, but. He was in a crucial, whatever, fight scene or something. And then he made a decision. And the way he explained it was like, well, given the amount of data I have at that exact moment, I made a decision. That's, and that's all you can do. And at the end of the day, you can't wait for more information. You can't hope for more information or else you just never go anywhere, especially when there's a, a um, immediate decision to be made or a urgency behind it. You know, I don't know why that stuck out to me a long, long time ago, but that kind of helped set the frame for a lot of things. You're like, well... If I have to make a decision today, if the schedule calls for it, this is the information I have. So that, that gives me comfort to know that, hey, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable doing this because that's what's expected of me in this position to go do this thing. Yeah, I've you spent know. a lot of time talking to program managers. Yeah. And they've all kind of said a couple of different things, right? Or at least the ones that I really, really admire. One is never be afraid to make a decision because in a lot of cases – Know which decisions can't be undone. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, a a failure to give direction is worse than um, providing the wrong direction. Totally. Now, the other thing they say is also know which decisions don't have to be made. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's a lot of decisions you can easily push back on and you don't need to make right now and need to make on very imperfect data mm-hmm. where people will come and steal your time and say, you need to make this in an hour. And, and you'll be like, no, you need to go get me a better story yeah. and do your darn homework. And I'll give you my time when you've done your job. Yeah, yeah. And those are maybe, uh, I think a little bit harder and take a little bit more experience to always discern. Cool. Yeah, we'll have to dig into that into a future episode. Yep. All right.
Oh